Hey everyone, Tom Hanks here to present to you a very special episode of the podcast today. Today's episode is a big one, pun intended. Whether you live in the burbs or Philadelphia, you won't want to miss our interview with Wes Archer and boy is he in a league of his own. Now just to warn you, the audio in today's episode is a little sullied. Eight times it might sound extremely loud and incredibly close. But it's worth it. You definitely don't want to miss this episode. If you do, it will leave you sleepless in Seattle or anywhere else. Now cast away any doubt you might have and enjoy the episode. I'm gonna run to catch the episode and I want you to catch me if you can. But you won't be able to catch me because I'm a really fast runner. Okay, enjoy. Bye. Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 no, I am too. It's fine. Is it on the right microphone? Ah, well, no. <laughs> ah, that's not good. Tell us. Uh, uh, go to that one. Oh, mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, no. Can't see. Very good. See? Very good. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. I'm going to pull up uh, the episodes. Yes. Good idea. Those really helped me. I have some notes. Christ. Let's get this one back. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do about nothing. I'm gonna be on chair. Is he in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I guess you'll be. Go pee right now. Just do it. Okay. Okay. Is he here? Is he there? He's he's in the waiting room. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hello. Wes? Hey, can you hear me? What's up? This moment. <laughs> You're freezing. Am I freezing? Okay. Cast, cast, cast. You're animated again. Oh, you froze. Jackie, you look like a scary ghost. Amy looks. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh oh, I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hold on. Can you hear us? Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. Oh, I don't think you can hear us. Yes, oh, yes, I hear you. Ah, all right. You know what? My volume was turned all the way down. Oh, God. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah? How are y'all doing? You made it through the storm. Yeah, that was insane. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> we had no idea that was happening. <laughs> I had blood all on, on me. <laughs> what happened? Okay, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I fully assumed it was from something else. I, yeah. I assumed it was not your blood. Uh, yeah, it's not food. <laughs> what have you been doing? The last time we talked to you was November 2019. How have you been doing? I am great. Yeah, <laughs> good. Been making banana breads? I have been leveling up in the kitchen, um, working at home. We're all working at home. Um, mm -hmm. Rick and Morty. Forever, I love it. It's a great show. You should watch yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh yeah. What do you guys? You guys are on season five right now, right? Well, um, I'm six. I'm drawing six right now. Okay. They're the writing seven. Okay. I'm back in color. Cartoon Network just released wow. the trailer for season five, and um, it looks great. Season five is up. It's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm doing good. I've been um, you know a lot of a lot of time at home, but I use that time to do some painting, and you know I, I like to to you know practice to that and uh keep that going and um and meeting a little something of my own for my youtube channel that's kind of on the back cool. of um yeah check it out it's archermation and uh i just got my first shot my vaccine shot but it, like for a week my like my mouth tasted like it had a metallic taste sort of oh interesting it was, it was really weird like coffee tasted almost like poop it was it was pretty bad oh no what the fuck 
And I love coffee. Yeah, for sure. What a terrible side effect. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's got to be a really rare one because I haven't heard that one. Um, unless <laughs> I look it up, it's uh, like somebody was moving in your coffee. <laughs> it was like ten percent of people get that. Like they have nickels in their mouth. Yeah, who told you that? They're like, they're like, yeah, it tastes like somebody pooped in your coffee. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I was wondering is um, a, a topic that comes up a lot on the podcast is. And I don't know why, but uh, just the subject of cannibalism. <laughs> we were just curious what what your thoughts were on it, and uh, what would it take to get you to eat a person? Did that really come up on the show? I don't remember. Like with Dale, it weirdly comes up a lot on our podcast, not on the show. We oh, just yeah. we just like to add it in there for fun. We, yeah. I mean, it just naturally comes up. I have a whole process of how I would eat Amy. Right. Uh, Feet and hands first. Anyway, you don't have to answer that right now. <laughs> you just think about it. It's one of those things where at first you're just like, that's crazy. And then the more you think about it, you're like, well, well, if you're, if I had to, putting me in well, a position where. It depends on, I guess, who it was. I don't know. See? Right? Okay. I don't who think it about was it and I really the situation. I never... It's a complicated situation. <laughs> you can't just answer yes or no. Right. <laughs> yeah. hmm. We'll come back to that. You can think about it while we're talking about season three. You can think about who you would love to eat. Or at least. <laughs> Wouldn't someone attractive, but that that you disliked. <laughs> who, who That's what power. I said. You know, like some like famous actress or something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible. Guess who I ate? <laughs> <laughs> and I've never felt more alive. It's like a, a really messed up version of like what eight seven degrees uh, separation from Kevin Bacon. Only you're like, but I ate Kevin Bacon and oh. I made bacon out of Kevin. Bacon. And, his, <laughs> and his last name is Bacon. It is. No, it's like he's begging okay. to eat. Yeah. <laughs> but he sizzles, too. Yeah. Begging to just. <laughs> no, so what? Growing up in, in Texas, we, ne we never ate people. Um, so, like I say, we didn't eat much barbecue either, but we did what? eat uh, pretty well. I'm more surprised about the barbecue. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't eat much barbecue. It's weird. It's very weird. What are some uh, Texas, like, if someone was going to be like, what food represents Texas for you? What would you say? Because here in North Carolina, it's like obviously there's pulled pork and mm -hmm. um, just yeah. a lot of like fried stuff. Yeah, it would be steak. Ooh. Oh, yes. Okay, there you go. Did you eat a lot of steak? Yes. Okay, all right. Just not barbecue steak. Is um, that a thing? That might not even be a thing. <laughs> is that a thing like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. It might be. Maybe in some like Korean restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steak, though. Uh, yeah. Steak means jobs. Steak, okay, also makes me think of, I'm trying to get a bit to King of the Hill, but it makes me <laughs> Steak also makes me think of, so, okay, so we're talking about season three, right? And in this season, we have this amazing episode called, and they call it Bobby Love, mm. where he eats the 72-ounce steak to spite his vegetarian, uh, quote-unquote, girlfriend. It wasn't his girlfriend, but poor Bobby's 12 years old, and he doesn't know. So <laughs> it's a revenge steak. It's a revenge steak. It's much more innocent. What? I just so wanted to talk about them. Is that, and they call it Bobby Love? That's right. That's right. Sure. Did, it, did Cameron Adler win an Emmy for that? I don't remember. I can't remember. This, this, this season, we did win the Emmy. Okay. Yeah. You know, we are, so we're doing our season three week recap with you, and um, we, we, we're trying to do a season recap every time we finish one, right? So season three was several months ago at this point, but we're just now <laughs> you know, we're to do with it. the holidays oh, and okay. the holidays and all that stuff, you okay. know. Okay, that, that confused me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I, I, I don't know. I wanted to talk to you. I want to talk to you about this season because we have that amazing death and taxes episode where apparently... They took your likeness for a murderer. Death in I, Texas. It's Texas. Tell Texas. her it's Texas. It's Texas. Death in Texas. Motherfucker! Oh, oh. <laughs> God damn it. You know, I kept thinking that I had it right. I guess I didn't. <laughs> That's part of your charm. <laughs> Sorry, well, no, I wanted to talk about it with Wes because I want to know what was the inspiration behind you being the prisoner? Yeah, how did that come about? That, was that your suggestion? I just like, they knew my... about my troubled past with the law yeah. or if they just thought my name sounded cool or if it was my brother martin who's a little more dangerous than me kind of a biker oh. he's got like one foot in the biker world and one foot in the animation world oh and uh yeah i probably like uh seem kind of threatening to a writer or something i could imagine Ooh. Uh, but, um, anyway 
Yeah. Um, so I was arrested for the first time when I was, I think, in third grade for shoplifting. <laughs> wow. And uh, this was at Target. And uh, okay, look, this is my, this is my my friend that kind of led me astray here, but. They sure. freaking uh, so, so so okay so I stole uh, Hangton fuzzy feet I don't know if you know what those are some stickers or something fuzzy feet yeah you, you like they're like hang and feet and they're fuzzy and you peel off the sticker and stick them to your wall and the feet are like going up the wall you know so we rode a bike to Target okay <laughs> and uh, there's some woods there's with a path through the woods to Target so we get in there and and he's like look you know this is how you shoplift so I started shoplifting with him and and then like one of their uh, undercover shoppers. Uh, caught us and we hightailed it out, out of the store and got on our bikes and we were um, riding our bikes around the Target store to get to that trail to go back to the woods when this car like like guns it and this this like Cutlass you know 1969 Cutlass or whatever it was like mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, guns his car in front of us right as we're about to get to the woods and blocks our entrance right and and so this guy like detains us and they take us to this little room and this uh, we're like, we have to write out a confession uh, for this lady who had a big beehive hairdo and she was chewing gum. And she, every time, she, like, Ooh, cool. she'd be chewing gum and making those little bubbles and then, like, pop the bubble, you know, like, chew, yeah. chew, 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 snap, chew, 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 chew. Such chew, a power chew. move. It is a power yeah, move. Kind of thing. <laughs> and, and so we wrote out confessions and they freaking called the cops and the cops came and took us to jail and put us in a oh cell and, and called uh, our mothers to pick us up. And then, um, <laughs> So we're stealing fuzzy feet. I, yeah, and and look, I, I had really bad luck with the law growing up. So next time I was arrested was in junior high school for weed, and the, this was the 1970s, right? Weed was everywhere, and we were emulating the older cool kids and all this stuff. Then I got arrested in high school, first time for uh, trying to buy beer with a fake ID, oh. and my friend has weed in his glove box. Oh, double whammy! That's three. The fourth time was. Um, we, uh, me and another friend, we kind of ditched. We we went, we had nachos and oh. beer, and and the beer was warm, and the nachos were cold, oh. and, and that pissed us off. So we left without paying, and security guard caught us, and the Houston police were right there, and they took us to jail, and had to stay overnight in jail. It was awful, and um, that one I kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that, uh, but um, <laughs> and then the last time, I was. Um, I was driving my car to Dallas from Houston, and um, I was going super fast. And I had some empty, there were some empty beer bottles in the back seat on the floorboards. And the cop was trailing me, but I had loud music going, so I didn't see the cop trailing me. So when, uh, when he pulled, up, pulled me over, I finally saw him, and I pulled over, and um, I reached behind my back to pull out my wallet, because okay. I'd never been pulled over by a cop, and when I did that to pull out my wallet, he drew his gun on me and oh! hit down. So I, I hit the ground, and um, so um, you know, that was the end of that. That sounds terrifying. So so then I lived in like this little county in Texas. So I had to spend the night in jail there, oh, and uh, fortunately I had money to pay my bail the next day, and um, but I got a taste of the. The, the little jail there in, in Fairfield, Texas, uh, and the guys there trading cigarettes and, you know, the store-bought cigarettes are more valuable than the hand-rolled cigarettes and all that kind of the jail economy kind of thing going on in there. Um, and they booked me for um, evading arrest and DUI. But oh, my God! They did not administer a DUI test to me, and I was not intoxicated, so um, I... Um, was um, I had to go to court and I had I was put on probation for a year, and so I had to get permission from my probation officer to move to California to go study cartoons. And every month I had to send my little ten dollar check to my probation officer in Texas, <laughs> and I've never been arrested again <laughs> since then. So um, not yet, except for the murder. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I've never been arrested again in real life. Uh, so the next time I was arrested, right. <laughs> I was a cartoon character who had done something horrible <laughs> and um, was, well, that never... <laughs> you know, sent to prison for life, which is much better than, than staying in Texas. And maybe I really would have become Wesley Martin Archer. And, you know, who knows? If I hadn't moved to California, I could have stayed in Texas and killed someone.
Oh, you. I mean, at this rate, even if you like got another uh, D, like bogus DUI, you would have been put to death. I mean, you're well past your like three strikes and you're out. Yeah, now. for sure. <laughs> what was the most surprising thing about jail? Um. Well, I didn't find it surprising, really. Okay. <laughs> I was like. Waiting for you to be like, oh, somebody made wine out of their own oh, like oh, urine or something. One thing. I remember one thing in the Houston jail. This and this was when the Houston cops were really bad, crooked. Um, I saw them uh, with this guy who I suspected they might have been interrogating him. He looked like he was he had been beat up or something, and I didn't. I, I, my feeling was that I didn't know if the cops did that or if he was brought into the station like that. Like it could have been mm, one of the yeah. other, you know. So interesting. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you've never been arrested again, except for in cartoon form. But I hope you've had the chance to do plenty of cocaine. <laughs> At least. I, I, yeah, I tried that, but once I didn't like it, fortunately. Right. But if I stayed, <laughs> right. No, of course. But, but if I stayed in Texas, maybe I would have liked it. Yeah, I think I was like, it's real. Yeah, if we stayed in Florida, we definitely would have become addicted to opiates. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah, one of those divergent, you know, paths you take in life, the path mm -hmm. not taken, and yeah. <laughs> it, it was wild though. It was a pretty crazy time in Texas in the seventies, and it wasn't that pleasant sometimes and very boring. But at the same time, you were you were um, you were pretty free to go run around and do stuff, and you know, just right, have fun and the go outside. And go outside the seventies in general seemed like a crazy time where it was like very uh, traditional and like in some ways, but at the same time, there were like ten serial killers every square block, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, every child yeah. could hitchhike everywhere. Yeah, there was so, a serial killer in Houston around that time. The Candyman? Yeah, that guy. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've read a lot of true crime, but that's the about that Because I, I read about that, and it took me like three years to get it out of my brain. Oh, no, like, same. Okay. same. No, I'm right there with you. I've read a lot of true crime, but that's like one of the few ones that really stuck with me where I was like, I'm troubled right. by this. I can't even yeah. imagine what happened. No, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. So, but yeah, like, like, we, grew up in, I grew up in an area where there's literally like the railroad tracks running through the area and the rich part of town was on one side and the poor part of town was on the other side. I was, I was on the wealthy part of town, but we weren't like super wealthy, but, um, it seemed like, um, everyone kind of had money to spend because the kids around me all had money from their parents and the kids on the other side of the tracks, it seemed like they all had jobs. Like people still hire oh, yeah. teenagers back then a lot and high school students to work jobs. And it seems like everyone kind of worked and had money. Um, but yeah, like yeah my so like my job my first job i was i think i was still like well no my very first job was paper route when i was like 14 and then wow. at 16 i worked at wendy's and then i i had a job at this pool company i had i worked at a at a nursery a little bit i backed at a grocery store and then i drove a delivery truck uh, for a pharmacy um for a while and then uh, i also worked at a silk screening place oh cool uh doing t-shirts that was horrible though <laughs> Hot <laughs> aluminum shack uh, on the other side of the tracks. Um, and it's this gruff like Vietnam veteran that worked there. But uh, Hank Hill would would definitely be on on like that poorer side of the tracks. Well, you know, a stable, well-to-do kind of solid blue class, uh, blue blue uh, blue collar they they call it. Absolutely. Family. I don't know why they bother building railroad tracks in any town when it's just so divisive. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hank, Hank grew up in that same time period. You know, maybe he's, he'd be like a little older than me. So if they were to do the, like the King of the Hill reboot, um, he would be probably like, I don't know if he would be retired or still working. He, he might not want to retire, I would imagine. Yeah, my first thought is that he would lose like a, like a lot of purpose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He might just keep up with it as a hobby. I don't know. And then Bobby, Bobby would be, you know, 15 years older is what I read. Um, it, it would be good. It would be a good series. It, I mean, I don't think Lucky and Luann would be there. Well, that, that's come up a lot. They talking about the like, oh, yeah, they yeah. To, you know, they moved to Montana or, you know, Lucky got a job in Alaska, you know, what have you. 
<laughs> the last time we talked, um, I think we, we mentioned like a possible reboot, like what would happen and all that fun stuff. And um, we talked about Gracie, their daughter, uh, Lucky and Luann's yeah. daughter. And yeah. and maybe like Hank and Peggy would have adopted her in some way. She would be the new Bobby character. Cause, because if this reboot does happen, there, what I'm hearing is that it's going to be like, you know, 15 years in the future of the last episode. So now, ow. right. Right. So did you already talk about that? Well, we just, it just came up. Oh, okay. Sorry. Amy had to go. I did, I know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have the world's tallest ladder. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> anyway, so so I thought I really like that idea of seeing Pink and Peggy. Yeah, that would be so great. You know, it makes sense. Like an, almost like another Luann. Yeah, exactly. Another Luann. Right. That's a good idea. That that makes tons. Yeah. Of sense. yeah. That would yeah. be great. So if a reboot was to happen, that would be a good idea. If Right, if everybody looks happy. So what you're saying is that Jackie or I should voice Gracie. Then <laughs> <laughs> I should um, write or something. <laughs> you, know, you know everything about the series ever that happened. So that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. So reboot sounds exciting. We'll see what happens with that. We'll get some more news on it. I don't think it's gonna happen. You <laughs> are you saying that to like nega a reboot? No. Oh. <laughs> I you won't. You won't do it. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> to whoever. Um, if a reboot did happen, would we would we see the characters visibly? Yeah, for sure. I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I'm thinking of uh. Well, what comes to mind for me is at the end of uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America, there's an older couple that look very much like an older Hank and Peggy. Um, and there's a lot of theories that mm -hmm. say that like, oh, that's that's Hank and Peggy. It's in the same universe. Mm -hmm. uh but um i don't know if you've heard that or i'd love to see silver Foss hank that mm. sounds amazing we've been reading a lot of sexy fan fiction about hank so <laughs> yeah, we're very attracted we're to him. very into hank at this point yeah. <laughs> that was a wild know, but, scene that, that you voiced at the end of the death and, and texas episode <laughs> <laughs> did, did we talk about that or we were still like deep into like the sexy fan oh, fiction? The, the whole uh <laughs> the part where like hank comes and uh burn his right. face <laughs> That was wild. That was a wild part of that episode. <laughs> it was very hot. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Hank's Hank's hair would would be a lot different. He he probably had an extra line or two around his eyes. Mm -hmm. You know those little cheek lines. He could have an additional yep. cheek line under that. Um, like you know, chilly. Still kind of look the same. Oh, that'd be so exciting. Yeah. I was wondering if Peggy would have a different hairstyle though. Oh, oh, right. Different hairstyle. Maybe like she dyes her hair too. It'd be like how Judge Judy recently changed her hairstyle. Have you seen what she like went for like a, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg style? Oh, um, and it's, it looks great on her. Well, she used to have like the, that bowl cut, right? Yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was a little Peggy like, <laughs> but I can't see Peggy doing like a tiny ponytail. <laughs> He's looking it up. He's writing down all these notes. Ginsburg. <laughs> Tiny pony tail. Tiny pony <laughs> tail. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think... I, it would I think, funny um, like that, yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, on the side, sort of, but... Now your mind's really going, you yeah. know, now that you're thinking about it. We're going to see the reboot. We're going to see the reboot. We're going to see Peggy with a tiny ponytail and be like, we did that! Yeah. That was us! <laughs> We're going to build an entire empire on... We, we, it was the, the tiny ponytail's our idea. <laughs> We stole it from Judge Judy. We stole it from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, you, yeah, maybe, but you'll never be like the person who who actually did the Simpsons Yellow. <laughs> now, now that's bragging. My idea. They wanted you green. I said yellow. <laughs> I will take credit no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to start taking credit for them being yellow. Yeah, <laughs> I invented that. I don't know but... if you could find enough uh, artists to work on that show. Um, I mean, everyone is employed. Well, have you ever heard of Side Hustle? <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll do it. <laughs> Jackie can do it. She's a great artist. Yeah, give me 30 years and I'll get one episode done. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I think with a reboot, talking about a reboot, I am most like excited, mostly ex excited by the idea, but I am most weirded out by the idea of seeing um, like Bobby and maybe Joseph grown up. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, don't know that I want to see Bobby as an adult, mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to see Joseph like age anymore because it's only been terrible. I him. feel like Joseph would be so hot. He's got Nancy, who's super hot, and John Redcorn, who's also really hot. That's I mean, true. I'm thinking of weird teenage 
Yeah. Puberty Joseph. Puberty Joseph. He would fill out into a nice genre. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? Do you want to see a hot Joseph? I want to see Joseph go in a direction that is professional and like way different from his dad, sort of. Like he's got issues with his dad and he <laughs> become like corporate, like corporate Joseph. Right, right. The total antithesis for, of, yeah, of Dale. Their, yeah, the antithesis of his dad. And mm -hmm. so they have kind of this weird relationship being a, like kind of the wild well, his dad is the wild guy and he's he's like got his shit together he's kind of like um well not like con <laughs> i'm trying to think of, he was like professional more professional. Hank, kind of like emulating Hank. Yeah, yeah maybe like he's more like hank or something mm -hmm. um, i love that i never even considered that i never even thought about that for joseph but that makes a lot of sense like because you know everybody's kids does the opposite of what their parents do so why not right, right. and then uh yeah, Bobby, that could go in a direction that, uh, I don't know, that's... I think yeah. he could be like a YouTube star. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd be like this YouTube star. Yeah. I'll let yeah. Paul, where people kind of love him, but also yeah. hate him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe he's he's more similar to John Raycorn, where he's, yeah. he's got a band, or he's got a, you know, a stand-up act, or a YouTube mm -hmm. thing going, or he's got, he's got a regular job, but he also has a side hustle that he won't give up. It's his passion project. I could see him. I could see him talking to Hank about it. Like I have to put out a video about like whatever, and his, right. Hank's just like, "Oh God, that's not. <laughs> that's not a thing." Right. And Joseph works at Strickland with him. Oh <laughs> I what I really want to see is that Hank is either the owner of Strickland Propane or he has his own propane company. He needs it. Hank deserves it. He would never. He would never. These are my bucket list wishes for a reboot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Strickland would still be around. Ooh. I know. Would Buck still be around? I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe Buck would be in the retirement home. Mm -hmm. He's like this. Hitting on, hitting on all the worries. Yeah. <laughs> He's hitting on all no, the worries. I was something recently about this guy who, um, oh, I know what it was. I was watching the movie Soul, the, the Pixar mm -hmm. movie, and the, the lead character, Joe, he's an older guy, but he was still, he was a teacher, but he, have you seen the movie? No, no. Okay, so he's a, he's a music teacher at a high school, but he's or junior high, and but he's still gigging at night. <clears throat> and his mother is still in his life, and his mother wants him to take this job that has health insurance and the whole nine yards, a stable job. But he he finds his um, life being drawn in towards the, the being a professional musician and, and getting mm -hmm. his big break that way later on in his life, like a, being a late bloomer sort of. So Bobby could be that thing where he's he's teaching where he's got got some kind of gig, but he it's not it's not great. He doesn't have um all the perks or something and he's still mm -hmm. oh, yeah. doing something on the side. I don't know. I could definitely see that. Absolutely. That'd be great. Like a good good growing opportunity for Bobby. And then he makes it big but late in life, like Maggie Smith. I mean hey, he have to get more complicated character. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean character. I don't even want to speculate about like Connie. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that, that Pamela Adlon would do his voice. Yes. I hope so. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Anyways, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Neither do we. Than, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, this is all speculation. All speculation. But it's fun to think about. I love thinking about, like, the future for all of them. It's exciting yeah, and yeah. scary. I mean, I, I know as much as, as you do about it. <laughs> Which is nothing. I'm nothing. <laughs> um, well. I, I know maybe, like, one more sentence than you do. Yeah. <laughs> What's that sentence? I what is that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. Yeah, I can't tell you that. All right, all right. Thirsty. You can uh, act it out. <laughs> she brings it to us. <laughs> if only this mug was filled with whiskey. <laughs> if only. What's it filled with? It's decaf. Oh, fast. Well, at least you won't be up all night. That's true. That's true. So season three, yes. Season three was like a really good growing season for all of the characters, I feel. Um, especially Bobby, because Bobby was just kind of like, you know, quiet. He had some kind of funny lines every once in a while in the first and second season, but then he had like quite a few episodes that were like all about him. And, and Hank became less hanky. There, I feel like everyone grows. I, I feel like there are so many episodes where Peggy gets, you know, her ego checked a little bit, mm -hmm. including death and uh, Texas, um, but just... Uh, and then the entire season ends with her kind of dying. Almost dying. I know. The first season, the, the, the opening of the season is, is Hank alive. 
And then the end of it is, is Peggy alive? <laughs> what happened here? Yeah, I don't know. If I had to pick like somebody, one character that grew a lot this season, it would be hard. Because it would be hard. Everyone kind of grew a lot. Mm-hmm. Was that the plan, do you think, with a, with the characters to just kind of like make them grow a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, Greg Daniels and, and Mike and, and the writers all wanted this uh, whole world to, to grow and um, that's what they did. And season three was amazing. Mm-hmm. I know. And season it, four too. Season, I, uh, yeah, season four is probably my favorite. I love season three, but season four has some banger episodes. They're so good. Yeah, oh, I, I, I like the one. show after season four and I really regretted that happened um afterwards like a year later i was thinking yeah, i should have stayed on mm-hmm. and then um yeah this is it was a weird confluence of events that led me to do something else and mm-hmm. when i came back season six i was super happy to be back um but then i heard that or did i come back season seven i forgot which, I which, don't know. Which, which season was the episode where peggy uh and hank met the biker Voice oh, oh we just watched that. Hold on. Hold on. They do uh they go to Sturgis, right? Yeah, season yeah, two. <laughs> no, no, season... we just we just watched it. Hold on. <laughs> Sturgis. Season... Hold on. I'll find it. I'll find it. That I was with uh uh Brad Pitt and Jennifer. Well Jen- yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, which one was King of Queasy Writer, which was two thousand three and what was that season? We just watched it. It was season seven. We just watched seven. it for our watch party. It's one of right. I love that episode. Right. I was gone season five and six and uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I love that episode. It's great. We watch it for our watch party, and it's just a really good Hank and Peggy episode. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the later seasons a lot, and um, mm-hmm. I like three. I like three and four, and then seven and onwards. Yeah. Are my favorite seasons. One and two were good, but it was kind of trying, finding its footing, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I think five and six got a little weird, a little off base. I've heard that. You know, I, I haven't watched season five and six in a long time because as we're doing this podcast, I've just been sticking with whatever we're reviewing. But I can't really remember those seasons and thinking that they were strange, but maybe when we get to them, we'll feel a little differently. I jumped around oh, yeah. and I... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. It, it's a matter of taste. I mean, you know, uh-huh. there's no disputing what, what you like. Right. Like it, as, you, you know, used to say. But um, the episode where Hank found out, you know, the, all the stuff about Japan and Yankee Stadium, that, that wasn't... That did go over too well with some people. Obviously. I remember that one. Interesting, yeah. That was the one with Castro where yeah, it was yeah. the, yeah. And then after that, they brought it back to Arlen. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I love season three. Season three was great. Like you were saying, season one and two, definitely like getting the footing, but season three was just like building on what season one and two had already laid down, like the foundation that it laid down. But it was, season one and two were so strong. Like I always think, oh, I'm not going to go back and watch those because they were still like, you know, figuring themselves out like any show and then going back and watching it, it was just like, oh, every single episode is like a classic right. episode. It all has like, cla- like happiness, happiness. <laughs> Vagina. It's like, there's so many things you're like, oh, I forgot this, I forgot about this. Um, and so they were already so strong and then building on that three and four were of course incredible. And I was skipping around recently, just watching random episodes and I landed on a couple that were either five or six and I did feel like a difference, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but but I don't know. We'll see when we get there. We'll like, see. It might not be as noticeable if you're going in order, but like jumping around, I, I felt like I noticed mm-hmm. difference. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I want to watch them in order again. I just, uh, I just gotta make time to do that, you know. Well, yeah, you're not a wizard. You can't create time. <laughs> I tell myself that every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a god. You can only do so much. I wish I could create time. <laughs> yeah, but I watch like Jim Cramer and Mad Money, and you know. <laughs> What else do I watch? I watched like uh, uh, Colin uh, the sports show in the morning. Oh. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Colin Cowherd. Uh, Cowherd. <laughs> uh, you probably don't know the show, but it's just it's a sports show. <laughs> but like in the morning, I don't know if I want to watch King of the Hill in the morning. Like that's yeah. not a big show. Yeah, yeah. When you're trying to, to relax. You know, replace Jim Kramer's screaming about stocks. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> like I record it and then I just fast forward to it. I got retirement to think about. I was gonna say you're losing your edge, Wes. What happened to the third grader who got arrested? <laughs> uh, he wants to be able to like eat when he retires. That's understandable. I I uh, I don't know that. That, I can watch that, that. that what? Yeah. What? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I don't know that I could watch uh, King of the Hill in the morning. I'm definitely my three go-to shows in the evening are King of the Hill, of Frasier. <laughs> and Star Trek Next Generation. Incredibly comforting shows where, and I've heard a lot of people saying like they're watching more King of the Hill now because it's it just reminds them of like regular life mm-hmm. and it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and relatable even to this day. So, yeah, you know, that was actually something that I wanted to ask you, Wes, you know, and we've mentioned this before, but it feels like there's this resurgence, right? And I wonder if the pandemic has actually really bumped that up too. I mean, even a reboot being actually considered seems like if it was a year and a half ago, I'd be like, no, that's not going to happen. But now it seems more within grasp because I feel like so many people have had so much time to sit at home and rediscover shows that they really love and re or watch things that they never really considered. We've definitely like, gotten messages from people that are yeah. just like, I just got into this show during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I think you hit on something there about real life and relatability and comfort. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Hank is... You know, Hank is the, like the same guy as long as he has like a stable grill, <laughs> propane. Um, of course. Um, and there's all this craziness around him. And um, actually, Hank Hank is maybe deep within his his haircut is crazy, but <laughs> in the universe of Arlen, he's the same guy. Yeah. So he he's very consistent. He did have that uh, psychological blind blind blindness episode when he saw his mother on the kitchen yes. table with that guy, but, um, yeah, I love that episode. In, I love it so much. <laughs> in today's world, I think Hank would, would be an awesome show to a character to build a show around. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, you have cancel culture and you have Trumpism and you have, um, you know, all this, all this stuff going. Dale would be hilarious. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Especially I, with the pandemic. Forget it. <laughs> well, I, I've heard people talking, of course, the subject with, Oh my God, Pol politics and everything. King of the Hill again has been coming up a lot. Like, who would, who would they vote for? Who would Hank would vote for? Blah blah blah. And uh, of course, there's a lot of debate around it. But something that stuck out to me was that uh, uh, somebody was saying uh, it might have been on uh, an NPR show. They were saying like, uh, I don't know who Dale would vote for, but he's definitely Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dale's Q. For and I was just like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Hank would never. I don't think Hank would ever vote for Trump. Okay. I didn't want to okay, say it, but you, I didn't want... thank you. Agreed. So many people are so confident that he would, though. But why do you say that? Why do you say that he wouldn't? Because he's a narcissistic, weirdo New York guy. Yeah, he's a New Yorker. Very New York. Is, I mean, he does have an element of fuck Strickland, I guess. That is true. Yeah. That, I'm your daddy. Yeah, I'm your daddy. <laughs> yeah, Hank. Hank might like bite the bullet and. Like maybe he hated Hillary so much or something, but I, yeah, yeah. I thought about that. I was like, uh, he could because he <laughs> hates Hillary so much. He'd, he'd get out to the voting booth and start sweating, and, and he'd yeah. Throw, <laughs> throw, throw yeah. When he checks the box, he just goes blah. <laughs> like, yeah, blind. He goes blind. I, I missed. I missed. Again, I missed the motorcade. I tried. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure who I voted for. I voted for mayor. I see the thing is that I know, I, like, I agree with you the whole well, like Hillary so much. And you went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's he important never... is the water, the new water bill. <laughs> no, I do. I, yeah, there has been like tons of talk about all of that, about the pandemic and, you know, the uh, election, all of that stuff, it's mainly on Twitter, which we're never really on, but somebody will send us something and we'll look at it. We'll see like this huge discussion about, you know, Hank would not vote for Trump. He would I vote just, for Trump. Uh, and... I just joined Twitter a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. What do you Our think? I'll have to right. try to find those discussions. I, you know, honestly, I, I think I could probably easily say yeah, that because, like yeah, we, I mean, I go on it once every month and I'll see like a couple of things and then we'll be like, oh yeah, King of the Hill. We just never go on it. There's just too many words. Too many words. Not enough pictures. <laughs> I think Bill would vote, would, would have been a Trump voter. Absolutely. 110%. What about Boomhauer? Boomhauer. He would have voted Hillary. I think Boomhauer would have voted for Hillary. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peggy? Hillary, for sure. Yeah, Hillary. Uh, Us wrong woman? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought, but I didn't want to make any assumptions. Um, So, uh, what would it take for you to eat a person, and would you kill a baby over a dog? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Like, if you got trapped in a, a, like a backhoe in a pet cemetery and had to dig your way out, you had nothing left what? except the person next to you. What? Like, I'm confused. Does the does this baby have horns and a tail? Maybe, maybe. Like, so these are a baby with glowing red eyes and just vomiting green projectile. No, it's a regular it's old a, baby. Just a regular, cute, adorable. But you're starving baby. to death, and there's a dog there too. But the dog actually like looks at you like, please don't kill me. But the baby doesn't give you that look because the baby doesn't uh, know it wants right, to. Right, right. Oh, I just kill myself. <laughs> That's a great answer. 
Life's not worth living at that point. Yeah. <laughs> what am I trying to live for? Right. It's not worth it. <laughs> I, I did say, like, we, we uh, recent, fairly recently did the episode uh, Not in My Backhoe. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the one with Drew Carey. Yes. And Dale and Bill get uh, trapped underground, semi-underground in a pet cemetery because they accidentally dig their way in there with the backhoe without Hank's supervision. And I was, we were talking about, like, would you eat the person next to you if you had mm -hmm. to? And I thought, if it was somebody I hated, I would. But if it was a celebrity, I definitely would. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, such a great answer. <laughs> so good. I hate Halle Berry. I hate her. This is really macabre. I don't know why we keep going Macabre's. back to cannibalism. I think it's the pandemic. I think we're just like preparing ourselves just in case. That's, but that's it. Everything seems like it's going well. But um, Are you getting enough to eat? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> I could eat more protein. Yeah. And now I'm just like good. babies. Okay. <laughs> I would eat a baby if I had to. Um. I don't know. What are your rapid fire questions? That was it. Just like, would you be the baby? That's it. That that was that was my question. Yeah, I know. I you had it. a different question. I didn't. I, it's gone. It's not true. It's gone. Sorry. Well, that's nothing. Um, so we, we lost the rest of our rapid fire questions, but you gave us a really good answer for the first one. What? Why? Um, can I ask you uh, about your glove? Oh, this is my drawing glove. Animators uh, <gasps> wear drawing gloves. We uh, have these stylus, you know, that slides uh -huh. across the screen. So, yeah. And it keeps you from like making marks on your screen with your like what the heat it's from your hands. Like, it, you know, it protects your, it, 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 it makes the drawing easier. Oh, okay. I had no idea. It's very stylish. Are there like drawing pants or shirts or anything? <laughs> <laughs> there should be. Then you could like get all fours and really good at that. Yeah, they they come, <laughs> the pants, the pants come out to here. The drawing pants come out to right below the chest. You know? And yeah. uh, and then there's little suspenders. You know, <laughs> sounds very nice. No shirt underneath, just high waisted pants, suspender, no shirt. But you have to wear band aids over your nipples so they don't shave. Yeah. If you want, to, if you want to draw a drawing on King of the Hill, you have to know anatomy, and you have to be tidy, mm -hmm. and uh, conscientious, and you have to understand real world behavior. No. You have to have observational insight about, uh, for instance, um, if there were scenes where people, a group were sitting down at a dinner table eating. Um, you, you need to have people with their hands on the table and the, the accoutrements on the table and their drinking glass and how that drinking glass and plate doesn't conflict with where their hands are and they have to be holding wow. a knife and fork and the baby has to be set just right on the plate, you know, if, <laughs> if you have a little arm or the foot or whatever. Um, and, Everyone uh, knows you start with the feet and the hands. Yeah. Work your way to the court. It has to be consistent from scene to scene. <laughs> scene, to scene. Is. And when someone speaks, and someone reacts, you can't have them react at exactly the same time that the other person speaks. You have right. to play it like life where someone speaks and then someone ha has a moment to hear them and then reacts. I know, wow. So, You've come such a long way from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, if you want to draw an anime or direct and storyboard on King of the Hill and all that good stuff, you really have to think through the scenes and um, deliver like solid performance and, and staging. Well, that shows. It's kind of difficult finding people because, um, and this is not a knock on animation artists. There, there, there are just so many incredibly talented animation artists that are so, so good and much, much better than me. Uh, however, they do tend to fall into three or four different styles, and that would be like Disney, Cartoon Network, Warner Brothers, which are kind of overlapping, and uh, anime style, uh -huh. the kind of action anime sort of style. Mm -hmm. um, and and they're also super incredible, but um, they don't they don't like to learn weird styles, you know, like the King of the Hill style. Um, I, like I remember when we started Simpsons, we had this problem where the Simpsons was kind of its own thing and we had some some good people come in, but they were drawing it in like a weird, like traditional Hanna-Barbera style or Warner Brothers style. And, you know, they, you have to be able to draw in the Mike Judd style. Well, there's that, I, and I've seen it going around on the internet a lot. I think it's like this guide to drawing King of the Hill, and it looks like it yeah, was yeah. like you for, very specific. It was very specific. Yeah, yeah. It was like no overly bug eyes. That's no why over, we had to do that. That's yeah, exactly like, why we had to do that. Yeah, like wow. no crazy expressions. Like, and, and, and Jackie right. and I have even mentioned, you know, just in the in retelling these episodes and having to watch them with like, you know, just like a closer eye as opposed to just putting it on the background. Like we're we're reviewing it, we're writing notes on it. I've noticed like how 
just subtle facial expressions they look so realistic it's such a big part of the humor or yeah. like uh you know just yeah. the paralinguistics play such a big role mm -hmm. just like somebody like kind of like squinting or something it's just yeah like yeah it's very subtle and um very deliberate and on screen the smallest move will attract a lot so much attention if everything's not moving mm -hmm. yeah and and it's, it's tough to find people not only who who can do it but who want to do it because a lot of good artists they, they really look look um down on the style as being inferior and that um they don't they don't like it as much as they like uh you know the disney style or the cartoon mm -hmm. network style more cartoony style or the um or, the, or anime style. I suppose King of the Hill has the most similarity to anime. So, That's what people always say that King of the Hill is Texas anime. What is, I, I, I don't know what that means. Well, okay. <laughs> it's not like so, they're so flying it, through the air like Sailor Moon. So anime is not a style and it's not a genre. Anime is a, it's an art form uh, that encompasses uh, all the genres. You know, they okay. have the horror genre, they have action, they have comedy, not much comedy, but they do have mm -hmm. uh, some comedy. Um, but they they do their artwork in a, in a more observational kind of real world setting. Generally speaking, there are also some cartoony animes that are very like simple and flat mm -hmm. and, and crazy. But um, yeah, most most of it is more very much more real world than than the um, other American styles. Okay, draw. interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, I know that makes a lot more sense when somebody actually explains it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! Season three at Matthew McConaughey as Red. Yes, and, yes. Was, and we talked about that episode, and it was incredible. That episode is so good because not only did we have Matthew McConaughey, but he was only in like a half of the episode. He wasn't even the main part to it, and it was still such an amazing That's episode. That's when Bobby marries Luann. That's when Bobby marries Luann. It's such a good episode. Yeah, it's that so was great. Yes, Rad the bidet ex. The correct pronunciation is Thibodeau. Yes, yes, right. but that's not sexy enough for Brad. We, we, we had Mary Tyler Moore on. Yes, yeah. Oh, there's so many amazing. celebrities in uh, season. Yeah, Eric Wright. Estrada. Eric Estrada. So, judge no. number three. Okay. Eric Estrada. <laughs> oh my God, we have Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, he killed a baby. <laughs> not to bring it back to that. Not to bring it back to killing babies, but it did. Yeah, he drowned oh, a baby. Yeah, I did. I completely forgotten about that. No, I, I'm telling you, you gotta rewatch the episodes in order. Every episode, you're just like, oh my god. Billy Bob Thornton knows me. Thank you. Oh, we're calling you out. I know that he listens. He does oh, listen. Shame on you. Shame on you. His his career wouldn't be anything without this King of Hill. Obviously, thank appearance. you. I've always said that. I've always said that. We've always said that. Mary, what? Did you know he listens? I mean, I'm guessing. We assume. What else is he doing? Yeah. What else is he doing? Billy Macy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's kind of in the doghouse because of what his wife did now, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, she didn't, like, at... Cummings. Huh? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Alex she's in the, not as much as, uh, who was the other one? It was From Aunt Becky, right? Yeah, Aunt Becky. From Full House, or all, not all in the family, Jesus. <laughs> From, like, the 70s. <laughs> well, thank God for Aunt Becky. Thank God for Aunt Becky for getting her kids in. We, we and had for... a acting crew, too. We had all these female directors. Lauren McMillan, Cindy Ting. Trisha Garcia, three female directors. I did notice like a lot of female names coming yeah, up this Adam season. Adam Kuhlman, Chris Muller. Chris Muller passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, God. Uh, few, se several years ago, oh. a while ago. Um, we had Jack Dyer, Sean Cashman. Jack was painting the ass. Sean Cashman, <laughs> it, uh, probably at uh, Disney TV or something now. Mm -hmm. He went over to the dark side. Oh, is Disney the dark side? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I know it's the dark side. I know it is. Big, I think. Gary McCarver directed. He's retired now on the East Coast doing something. Jeff Myers. Jeff Myers is working on Disenchantment now. Oh, okay, cool. We could hire him away. Uh, yeah, there you go. We're already doing it, but, you know, I'm like, I'll always be on Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> years. Of course. Dominic. A hundred years. I bet, I bet we could get Dominic Chapalcino back. Dominic, of course. Let's do this. Let's bring them all back. Come on, hey, everyone. Molly, you won't, Dominic. That'd be great if, if, if I, you got me on here and I talked shit about animators and the animation community. You don't, you don't have to say anything. We'll do it. As the community. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. We're trying to get people back. You it's asshole. an industry. It's an industry. It's a job. It's a job <laughs> creating jobs. Yeah. You know, if you don't, then you're anti-American. <laughs> I'm going to be crucified now. Nope, nope. 
We made you say this. We'll cut it all out. We'll take the heat. Who are we? We're nobodies. We're nobody. I'm joking. See, I'm all joke. Like to joke. It's not just, haha, so we're just having a goof about. And no, it's all. I, I like to joke, and I work in cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> That'd be terrible, though, if, if, if uh, King of the Hill was, was not rebooted. Well, because there's so much expectation. Well, you know. Right? We'll always have the fan fiction. We'll always have the fan fiction. The pornographic fan fiction. It's amazing. It's very sexy. It's really good. Compelling. <laughs> 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 it's all about it. Yeah. Huh? Where do you find this stuff on Reddit? The internet. The internet. We just Googled King of the Hill fan fiction, and some of them were so obscenely graphic that even Jackie and I couldn't read them. I mean, I could read it to myself right. in the privacy <laughs> of my bedroom, yeah, I got, but I, got I couldn't it. like look you in the eye and right. read it. But some some things we could. Yeah, it definitely brought us closer. Definitely. But <laughs> okay. On that note, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to look it up and, and yes. Trust me, you're going to be slipping and sliding all throughout your house. <laughs> <laughs> very erotic. Is there like foam involved and stuff? Like sure. Giant piles of like. There will be when you're done. There will be. It's just gonna be a foamy mess when you're done. Yeah. Propane gas and. Yeah. <laughs> gas, but you're not proud of it. <laughs> right. Well, I don't. I don't want to keep you, but I, I. My final question. If you have anything like more to add, feel free. But my final question is: Any thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League? <laughs> Who? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And then that's where is we end it. <laughs> friends with JJ Abrams, right? Abrams. Are they buddies? I feel like they would be, but I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Is he? Did he do? Did Zack Snyder do a Star Trek movie? <laughs> that's something we need to look up. Hey Google, did Zack Snyder do a Star Trek movie? Yes. Okay. Okay, Google Stop. Yes, he did. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. I saw a Star Trek movie that J.J. Abrams directed. I thought it was crap. Suck one, J.J. Yeah. <laughs> Suck oh it. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It was the last performance, I think, of Leonard Nimoy. Oh. oh I, I think I saw that. Yeah. I really didn't like it. Well, I like Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. I really didn't like the directing. Yeah. 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 The Wrath of Khan? Yeah. Yeah. Do you recommend it? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge Trekkie. And I like, I like the television series, but I'm not a huge Trekkie as far as that goes. I haven't gone out of my way to see the movies. Fair enough. But I watched a little bit of Star Trek next June and then liked it. Yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart is, of course, a babe. And yeah. Make a babe Silver Fox. Silver Fox. <laughs> is there a cat near you? Yeah, he just wandered by. Oh, is that the tuxedo cat? Yeah, yeah. He saw my, that's the tuxedo cat. Yeah, where is it? Oh. BB cat. Hey, well, I'm going to go eat my baked potato now. Thank you so much, Wes. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. And sorry if we destroyed any of your relationships with other emails. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're going to say you